Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Gleaned Podcast. No, we didn't have one last week. Uh, took off the week of the fourth. Hope everybody had a great fourth holiday. Maybe you had a long weekend or went on vacation, but uh, hope you had a great time. If you like some of us and went back to work, we're glad to have you back anyway. But um, we uh, getting started back tonight. Uh, we just want to remind everybody, Facebook, like it, share it. That's helping us spread the gospel. That's you doing your part to spread the gospel. If you own YouTube, do the same thing. You can like it, give it a thumbs up. The more thumbs up we get, the more YouTube realizes that what we're sharing needs to be out in front of people. You can also share it to somebody. You can send it through text or whatever from YouTube. We're also on all the main podcasts. Uh, platforms so you can go find us there but anyway we would just like to ask that you help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ by doing your part and liking it sharing it remember to comment let us know who who's watching and where you're watching from and if you have any questions during the live uh, we'll respond as quick as possible if not uh, if you watch it after it's gone into the archive and you have a question or concern just put it in the comments we'll see it and we will respond in a timely manner but without further ado we'll jump on in tonight and uh we got just me and josh tonight but uh wanted to touch on a subject that uh it's been controversial as long as i can remember uh in the church realm uh And it's even, you know, in the secular world, people have uh, made fun of it, questioned it, things like that. But it it is, uh, we'll be talking tonight about the tithe and is the tithe relevant for today? Um, One of the, uh, I don't, well, he's been a general in the faith. I think now we would consider him uh, Dr. Creflo Dollar uh, just come out talking about that tithing is is not for today, and he's went back and apologized for all of his teachings on the tithe. Uh, and he says that, you know, we're now under grace, and he realizes that tithing is not for today, which is is is, is not scriptural. Uh, I'm not bashing Creflo Dollar. Uh, he's a great man of God. He's just in error in this area, and it, it's going to hurt a lot of people. Uh, it's going to affect people, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to give you uh, what the Bible says about tithe. You see, we can have our own opinions or our own ideas, but the bottom line is it comes down to what does God's Word say about a subject. So tonight we're talking about tithe, and, you know, a lot of people get mixed up with when we're talking about the tithe and they look at these big ministries uh, that, you know, drive Bentleys and Rolls Royce and all these high-end vehicles and live in these huge houses and and have, uh, you know, uh, private jets they fly on, you know, and people say, well, I'm not paying my tithe if that's what it's going for. Well, first of all, you don't know for sure unless you see their books if that's where the tithe went. Uh, and the Bible talks about, you know, not bringing charge against God's elect, not, not putting your mouth on God's servant. So that's, that's between them and God. If, if they mishandle the tithe, that's, that's on them. But a lot of people look at Christianity and Christians, and they believe for some reason that we're supposed to be broke. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people, you hear them say, well, the Bible says that money's the root of all evil. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. We have to have money. You have to have money to survive. You have to be able to buy food. You have to be able to, uh, you know, buy your mortgage for your home. Uh, You have to, to buy clothes. You know, you have vehicle payments, different things. You have to have money. Well, just like that, a church has to have money. Uh, to pay the bills, uh, you know, to keep the lights on, to keep the facility updated or taken care of, maintenance. You know, there's a lot that goes into that to pay salaries for those that are on staff. 
And a lot of times people get mixed up with all of that thinking, well, I don't want to pay my tithes to them and, and they just do whatever with the money. Well, the gospel is not given out for free. I know we say, yeah, but I can go so to so-and-so or I can go on this website and I can get all that stuff for free. Well, that that's true. You can get it for free, but somebody had to pay for it. You know, and that's where that money comes in. And when it comes to tithe, a lot of people will say, well, you know, tithe is under the old covenant. Tithing is not under the new covenant. We're under a better covenant, under grace. Well, Moses paid tithes to Melchizedek. That's in Genesis 14, uh, chapter 14. He paid tithes to Melchizedek. You can look that up, Genesis chapter 14. And that is before the old covenant or before the law of the old covenant was established. So tithing has been around since the beginning. Cain and Abel paid tithes. That was why Cain killed Abel, because Cain's tithe was not receivable, not worthy, and he was jealous over Abel's tithe. So tithing has always been around. And, I, you know, a lot of people want to say, well, you know, that's the old covenant. That's the old covenant. And and I understand that, yes, and thank God through the redemptive work of Jesus, we're under a better covenant now. Uh, you know, I, I, I realize when you when you read the law that, that was put back in the old covenant, the Old Testament, uh, I would have been in pretty bad trouble when I had to bring an offering uh, to cover my sins for that period of time, and I had to skin the animal or, you know, gut the animal or make the animal bleed, whatever, pour the blood sacrifice, I would have probably lost my temper trying to do all that and had to done another sacrifice on top of that. But just because we're under a new covenant doesn't mean that some of the things of the old covenant were done away with. As far as sacrificial things, yeah, that was done away with because Jesus became the one and ultimate sacrifice. So, yeah, we don't have to do those things. But I think when you look at the new covenant, what we're living in now, and and some people say, well, you know, I just, I just don't understand paying a tenth. Why do I have to pay a tenth? Well, it's only 10%. I mean, what's... I don't even understand what the big deal is anyway. Uh, it's not going to hurt you, you know, uh, and I can prove out in my life. I know Josh can prove out in his life. Uh, tithing works. So I don't really care who comes out with a new teaching saying that tithing's not for today or we shouldn't give a, a tenth to the church. I wouldn't change it because it works for me. It works for my household. You know, uh, there's been many a time when I first got married, uh, wasn't so faithful with my tithing, wasn't so faithful with my giving. And then my wife and I decided, no, we're going to tithe. And we began to see that we could do more with 90% that was blessed by God, which is what his word says, and we'll get into that in a little bit, Then, and I could do more with that 90 than I could with 100%. You see, because that 100%, it has a curse on it. But when you give that 10% to God, that takes the curse off of what you have and puts a blessing on top of it. And you see, money... And I think that's one of the biggest things. Money's what gets people's attention. Money, if you have money, uh, you, you, you can have a voice. And that's the way our society looks at things. You know, uh, when you look at, uh, you know, look at our government. Uh, you know, look at all the billions, millions and billions of dollars they waste raising for campaigns and this and that. But it's about who has the most money that gets the attention of those that are in office. And, you know, I, 
I remember uh, a story, you know, my dad had told, uh, this was years ago, but there was a guy that went to church here and uh, he, he, he made pretty good money. And he, he told my dad, he said, y'all, y'all wouldn't know what to do if I tithe off of what I make. And, you know, of course, my dad looked at him and said, you know, try me. And the point is, it's not about, we don't want people, and I know, I think some churches do this, but they push the tithe to make you feel guilted into giving. Yeah. If you don't give, God's out to get you. And if you don't give, God's God will put sickness on you or God will cause things to make you lose your money. No, no, no. He, he's not going to do that. But when you give a tithe, now you have a right that's a covenant. It's a covenant between you and God that you can stand before God when you're believing for something and say, God, I'm believing for this, and I am a tither. I am in covenant with you, God, and I believe that you're going to cause this thing to come to pass in my life, this thing that I'm believing for. You have that right. It's a covenant. So to come back now and say that tithing is not relevant for today, that we should just give offerings, well, not everybody is going to give you know, an offering can range, uh, you know, there's different types of offerings. So, you know, offerings can range to, you know, if I just want to give what little bits in my pocket or if I want to give a big offering, you know, and I've had people come up and say, well, I don't tithe 10%, I tithe 30%. Well, you, you can't tithe 30%. It's not biblical. You can't tithe 11%. You can't tithe 9%. You tithe 10. If you tithe uh, 11%, then you give your 10% offering or tithe in a 1% offering. And that's biblical. It's what God talks about. It is the first fruits of increase. And some people, you know, they even want to get caught up on, well, do I tithe off of my gross or do I tithe off of my net? You know, what's what I have after taxes. Well, what do you have that's increased? I believe you tithe off the gross, off the top. That's even before Uncle Sam gets his. That's what you tithe off of. And, you know, God has blessed my life He's and my family's life. We've taught, you know, our children to give. And when they got old enough and began to work, uh, both of them knew that, hey, I'd ask them when they'd get that first paycheck and they'd come in all happy. I said, well, that's a good paycheck. What what you going to do? And they said, we're going to tithe. You know, and it's been a blessing to me when I'm on the stage and and I watch my both of my children come up and put their tithe in the tithing uh, baskets up front. Why? Because I know that at that young age, if they understand the biblical principles and the blessing behind the tithe, then they'll never do without in life. They'll always have enough. God will always provide for them, and his favor will be upon them. And the one of the reasons I believe that it's being attacked so much now is because, you see, Roe versus Wade was just overturned. And I believe that there was a, a blanket curse over the nation because of the murdering of the innocent, the unborn. And that's been lifted and now Satan is doing everything he can to try to go in another way to keep the church, the people in the church, the Christians, from being blessed by, by sending out false teaching. And the Bible even said in the last days, even the elect will be deceived. So, you know, people that's been in the Word uh, a long, long time, when they come out with a teaching that's different, uh, you need to check it yourself with the Word of God because if it don't line up with Scripture, then they've got off in that area. And the Bible says that the elect will be deceived. But one of the reasons, you know, like we're talking about, why why is the tithe so controversial is because it has to deal with money. Money to God is the least thing on his list, but on ours, it's always the top. Because like I said earlier, you have to pay for things. Nothing's free. You can't go get your food or clothes or things for your children for free. 
it has to be paid for. So money's always on the top of our list. We always, you know, if you're going to go on vacation, how much is it going to cost? If you're going to buy a car, how much is that going to cost? We're always looking at how much something costs because money, and the Bible even says, money answereth all things, talking in the world. So if you've got money, you can pretty much go do what you want, get what you want, and you don't have to worry about those things. But you see, Satan wants to dilute that. He wants to blur that line and get us focused more on money than God. The Bible says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, you know, and the, and the hills. So money's not an object to God. And some people say, well, why don't God just rain down money? Well, if he did that, it would be counterfeit. And God's not a counterfeit God. But he wants us to tithe so that our money is blessed. Uh, we talked about that in Genesis, but if you'll look in Malachi, and again, this is Old Testament, but we're going to work into the New Testament. Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 through 11, and this is uh, scriptures we quote a lot here at the church when we do tithes and offering uh, or teaching on tithe. And I'm sure there's a lot of churches that use this. But it says, starting in verse 10, he says, Bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. He said, And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Now that's verse 10. And he said, that there'll be meat in mine storehouse. That's why it's important if you go to a local church that that's where you put your tithe. You, you can't tithe to a ministry that's not reachable. I mean, if, if you paid tithes to every minister that you watch online, you, you'd be scattering your tithe all over the place. But the way I look at that is in, in the storehouse is where do you run to when tragedy hits? Where do you run to when, when there's a situation that you need prayer, that you need people believing? You run to your local church that you should be a part of. And that's where you go to get encouragement. That's where you go to be lifted up. And that's where you go to receive the word of God, the teachings of God, so that you better your life, you live more for Christ, and you're able to go out and win the more people in to the kingdom. So that's that's your storehouse. And then he goes on and he says, try me. He just says, try me. So if, if you're out there now and you think, well, you know, I just don't believe tithing works. God himself said, try me. So, you know, I, I put a challenge out there to anybody that uh, says tithing don't work. Do it for six months. You know, try for six months. I know uh, I was just telling Josh earlier, I got a phone call this week, and uh, uh, a guy's been coming to our church here lately, and God's doing some amazing things in his his uh, home life, changing some things around, just showing himself strong. And this past Sunday, he, uh, he decided, after we got done doing the announcements and praying over the tithe and offering, uh, he decided, you know what? I'm going to pay my tithes this week. And he said, I, I wrote a tithe check out for, for what I made last week. And he was telling me that him and his wife went out to eat and, uh, after church. And he said that, you know, they, as they were getting done eating, they got ready for their, to get their check so they could leave and said that the waitress come up and said, somebody's already taken care of your meal. It is taken care of. He said, he said, Wesley, nobody's ever done that for me. Nobody's ever bought my meal. And he said, I believe God was showing me that if I'm faithful to give him what he's asked, he's going to begin to bless me beyond my wildest dreams. I said, now nah, you're getting it. Because he said he would open up the windows of heaven. Well, I don't know about you, but I like the windows, not just one window, the windows of heaven to be open in my life. You see, the tithe 
causes the windows of heaven, the blessings of God to rain down on you. You say, well, I'm blessed and I don't tithe. Well, that may be true. And you may make a lot of money and say, well, I don't need, I don't need anything else. I've got all I need. Well, just try God. He'll, he'll blow your mind. You know, the one thing I have found out is it seems like the more money people make, the less they want to give to God, the more they want to hold on to. It's the people that make less that have to believe God that's the ones that seem like they want to give and want to do. Now, I'm not saying that's for everybody. It's just kind of a blanket statement of, of being in the ministry for years. It seems like the more money people get, the less of uh, <laughs> ear they have to listen to the voice of God. But you see, uh, another story is uh, a guy, young guy, uh, had, has been coming here for a while, and he began to tithe. And he paid his first first tithe check, and the, the next week it was it was storming, raining, and he wasn't able to work. But they even caught him the middle of the week. He hadn't been in to work at all. They caught him, and they said, uh, "Listen, we we've just done an evaluation on uh, your job performance, and we're giving you a raise." And this was not just a cost of living raise. This was a, a substantial raise. And he told somebody else in our church, he said, it had to have been God that done that. I was not due for this raise. It wasn't time for my raise. Just out of nowhere, I got a raise. So he knew that it had to have been God. And you see, God would do things like that. He said, try me. So you see, these two, two stories I'm telling you, they tried. They give their money to God. They give that 10% to God. And he turned around. And he proved, he opened up those windows of heaven and caused things to come to them that would not have come if they had not a tithe. Then if you go on to verse 11, and this is the part that I really, really like, and most people, uh, they, don't, they don't get this part, but God himself said that I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. This is the only time in the word of God where God himself said he would do it. You see, when you go over in the New Testament, we talk about faith and believing God, standing in the authority and the power of Jesus. We have to rebuke the devil. He says, resist the devil and he will flee. You see, he said, you resist the devil. That's in every area of our life, except for in the tithe, except for with money. When you tithe, God himself said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Why? So that your money will be blessed. You see, if you leave, I, I don't know about you, They sometimes uh, it seems like, uh, every time you turn around, you get a little extra money. You get a little money saved up. It seems like something pops up. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do that. You know, and uh, it seems like your money just gets gone. Well, that's because it says that there, there's scripture that talks about too there in Malachi that says that it, it, it's like having uh, uh, bags of money with holes in it. You know, God said he was talking and they, they said, will a man rob God? And most people say, well, no, I, I wouldn't rob God. He's God. Why would I rob him? He said, but yet you have robbed me in tithe and in offering. So you see, when you realize that, look, God's saying, try me. He's so sure of his word. He's so sure that he will perform his word just like he said that he has given you the guarantee, look, try me, give me a 10%, try me and watch me perform my word in your life. Watch me bless you in every area of your life, especially your finances, because you're a tither. You see, it's that covenant with God and he puts his divine favor and blessings on our finances. So, you know, I don't know about you, but 
if God's going to de- rebuke the devourer for my sake, if I'm faithful in giving my tithe, my 10%, I'm going to give it. You know, another key part of that is, is not to give begrudgingly. It's don't give in the sense that, well, I've got to cause God's word said I had to, and I don't want God mad at me. And well, I don't want the people at the church to think I, I don't tithe. No, if that's your attitude, you keep it. It's we, we, we should be uh, excited to give. Tithing, I believe, is an act of worship. Why? Because it's an act of obedience. You see, those that are obedient to God understand that, and they give not because, and we don't look at it that way here. I don't look at it with an attitude of, I give because I have to. I tithe because I have to. No, I tithe because I get to. It's an honor to bring my tithe into the storehouse. Why? Because I know that there's meat in this house every time I need it. There's a word for me in this house. I have a covenant with God. So I'm excited to be able to give. And you see, a tithe is also redemptive. It's also a redemptive work. You see, Jesus himself was a tithe. Oh, what what do you mean Jesus was a tithe? Yeah, God paid his tithes. He gave his son. The Bible says that Jesus was the first fruits of many. You see, all of us are a result of God sowing his own son so that we could have life and have it more abundant. Why would I not want to tithe? You see, it's all through the scripture. And, you know, here at Gleaning Mission, we like to do our tithe and offering during the praise and worship. Why? We don't pass the plate because we don't want people to feel like, oh, I've got to give people's watching. We, we tell people, hold your tithe up in the air. We pray over it. And then we go into a song, worship with that tithe. Why? Because it's become holy. Not the money itself. It's the act. It's God, I believe your word. I trust you. And I'm worshiping you with this because you are God Almighty. You're Jehovah. And I know that I have that covenant right with you to believe you and that my needs are met, that my desires are coming to me, and that everything I touch is blessed. Does it mean if you pay your tithes that uh, the sun's going to shine every day and and uh, the grass is going to always be green? No, it doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is when trouble comes, you can, uh, God, uh, I've got a covenant with you. I'm a tither. I'm faithful. And then God performs his word. And if you go on into the New Testament, and this is where people say, well, tithing's of the old covenants, not under the new covenant. And if you look, and I think actually Hebrews chapter 6, chapter 7, and 8, all three talk about uh, tithing. But the one that really stepped out, you know, that I wanted to get to just for the sake of time is Hebrews chapter 7, verse 8. And it says, Here mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Now, who's he talking about? <clears throat> Excuse me. He's talking about here, men receive tithes, mortal men, but then they'll die. But God, who is eternal, Jesus, who is eternal, receives them in heaven. Does he receive the actual mo- money? No, they don't need money in heaven. You don't need money there. You need money here. But the act of tithe, the act of my offering, my obedience, see, it all goes back to obedience. That's what God receives. That's what Jesus receives, and that's what he honors. So tithing is mainly, like I've said earlier, it's an act of obedience. And you say, well, does it, what does it mean if, if I don't pay my tithes? Well, it means you're disobedient. I mean, you're either obedient or disobedient. There's no in-between. And I don't want God to hold me accountable for being disobedient. So I'm going to give that tithe, that tenth. And anything, once you start doing it, especially when you can prove it out 
and you prove that it works. But once you start doing it, it becomes second nature to the point that the tithe comes out. You don't even plan on that. It just, that's automatic. It just comes. And then you start looking at, oh, I want to give, I want to give more. I want to give offerings. Why? Because a tithe, like I said earlier, is redemptive. Jesus redeemed a sinful world. He was sown, put on a cross. He was buried. He rose again. That was for the sinner. That's redemptive. An offering goes into my future and causes things in my future to come to my now. So now my past and my future can be redeemed and be brought into my now. So the things that the enemy's trying to take from me, God has redeemed it. The things that are in my future that I need now, because I give, it causes it to come into my, my now, my present. And you see, when we look at different things like that, we have to realize God set up a system. I think our government should pay more attention to the 10%. Because a lot of us, you know, everybody fusses about, well, this is unfair. This, you know, the more money you got, the less you got to pay and you got all this. Just do a 10% tax. So if you make, you know, $100,000, you pay in 10% of $100,000. If you make a million dollars a year, you pay in 10% of that. The percentages are the same. It's, it's a fair line across the board. It's not the amount. So in other words, well, God's going to bless me more if I make $200,000 a year because my tithe's going to be greater. No, that's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's doing. He's just saying, give 10% of your increase, your first fruits. And if you look in uh, Luke, and some people say this is not related to tithe, but they can say whatever. Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 11, he said, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you trust to rule the true riches? Now, when it says the unrighteous mammon, what is mammon? That's money. So when he says he who is faithful in the least, you see, to God, like I said at the beginning, money is it's the lowest thing on the totem pole for him. And you see, don't measure your success. Don't measure how blessed you are by how much money you have. Measure your success or measure how much you're blessed by your health, by your family, by friends. You see, we, we've got to take our eyes off of money as, oh, I can't do, oh, I, I just, I got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. You know, I know so many people spend so much time and so much of their life trying to make money that they miss life in general. So it, it should be imperative that, that you tithe, especially now with our uh, economy like it is. We're paying over $4 a gallon for gas. Uh, groceries are just astronomical. You know, they're talking about food shortages. They're talking about all these things going on that's coming. Uh, you know, it's bad now. They're talking about it getting worse. Now more than ever, we should be faithful to God we should pay our tithes. We should want to do that because when things get bad, we still blessed. I haven't struggled to go to the gas pump not one time. You know, and somebody, yeah, but you, no, I, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I don't make a lavish salary. I promise you. Some of y'all, if you knew what to make, it probably blew your mind. But I don't struggle when I fret when I go to the gas pump. I don't fret when I go to the grocery store. You know, why? Because God always provides. There's always enough, always enough to supply 
the needs that I have. And, you know, especially when you go put gas in a vehicle now, yeah, you need to be a tither because the enemy's trying to devour it up. I'm telling you, it, 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 it is uh, very frustrating. But at the same time, I kind of laugh about it because I think even though there's a struggle and people's worrying about gas, I'm a tither. I don't have to worry about gas, don't have to worry about food, don't have to worry about, am I going to be able to pay this bill or are we going to be able to pay that bill? It always comes in. It's always there. Why? Because of a covenant I've made with God. So you see, tithing is, yeah, it was in the Old Testament, Old Covenant, but it's now in the New Covenant for me and for you. And you know, people, well, yeah, but we're under grace. Well, yes, we're under grace. I understand that. But you see, when you look at the new covenant versus the old covenant, and everybody says, well, it's a better covenant and it's not as strict. Well, I, I beg to differ with you because Jesus said under the old law, if you had a, a adultery with a woman, that that was sin. Under the new covenant, if you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, it is the same as having a, an affair or being in an adulterous relationship with that woman. Now, which one of them would have been easier to, to take care of? The old covenant. Also in the old covenant, he said, a murderer shall not enter the kingdom. Under the new covenant, if you hate your brother, or brethren, if you have hate in your heart for a fellow believer, he said it's the same as murder. So I believe that if that those laws, if Jesus said that about those, I believe he would say about tithing, if in the Old Testament you tithe under the old law, under the new law, it's more beneficial than ever that you continue tithing and giving. Why? Because of the covenant relationship that he's established. You see, it's all about covenant. It don't matter how much you talk about tithe, how much you talk about giving, it all will come back to covenant relationship with God. So do you want your finances blessed? Do you, do you want to uh, be able to lay down at night and not have to fret and worry? You see, that's the one thing that you... A lot of people, I think, if you would get a hold of tithing, because there's a lot of you out there that you worry. You know, am I going to make enough this week? Am I going to be able to pay this bill? Am I going to be able to get this? Am I going to be able to do that? And you lose sleep because you're worrying about, am I going to have enough? When if you just take 10% and give it to God, you can sleep good at night knowing, hey, my God will supply. Why? Because I have that covenant. I have a relationship with God, so I know that everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be taken care of. And you see, that's what if the enemy can get your focus off of God and get you on the worry, get you into fear, then the enemy can begin to control you and he can begin to destroy your life. You say, well, you mean worry and fear will destroy my life? Yeah. It can kill you. You know, it can cause you to lose your job. It can cause you to lose your marriage. It can cause you to lose valuable relationships. It can cause you to lose your health. Why? Because of what worry and fear does to your body. So when we have covenant with God, there's no fear. There's no worry. I'm just going to go on and do my thing. I'm going to do what God's told me to do. I'm going to live my life. And I know that I'm going to be taken care of because of covenant. So when you're thinking about if there's any of you out there that, that, that you don't tithe, ask God, just pray about it, real simple. And say, now, God, I, 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 want, I want to do what you want me to do. I want to be obedient to you. 
So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tithe this coming Sunday to my local church, my 10%. And God, you said that I could try you and see. So God, I believe that when I pay my tithes, you're going to open up the windows of heaven and you're going to pour me out a blessing. And not only pour me out a blessing, God, but you're going to rebuke Satan. You're going to rebuke the devourer for my sake because I give you 10% of my first fruit of my income. And watch what God begins to do in your life. So um, with tithing and offering, I'm going to ask Josh or put Josh on. What's, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, a couple examples you have in your life or some things you want to throw in about tithing and how it works today. Yeah. I mean, so again, it's just a principle that I grasp at a young age. Um, and really it, it just really spoke volumes to me. And I told my wife, whenever we got married, I said, I don't care if we've got a bill due, we're going to, we're going to tithe. We're going to honor God with the tithe. We're going to, we're going to make that known. and we're going to see, and I'm telling you, Wes says I've done this for years. Every time I've done that, God's taken care of things that I can't even speak of. I, I, I remember specifically right when me and my wife were getting ready to get married, uh, b- before we were getting married, we were looking for a house. It was looking actually for a house here in, in, in uh, Oakboro. And uh, that house was probably, it's a nice house. It's a brick home. It was probably like $85,000 at the time. This is back in 04. And uh, it, it it fell through. Everything fell through. Our credit wasn't immaculate. And again, we were just, you know, young people establishing ourselves and trying to get uh, taken care of. And uh, I'd always tithe even ever since I've been working. Ever since I've been 16, I've tithed. I've just grasped that concept. Um, but roll forward about six months later, it's getting time for us to about to about get ready to get married. And, uh, we found a house. It's a brand new house. This other house was an older house. Uh, this was a brand new house. Nobody had ever lived in it. It was brand new. Um, and, uh, we applied for it and it just, everything went as about as smooth as it could. And we were, we were really, just, you know, sort of dove founded about how smooth it went, but we all contributed that, like said, Hey, we're just going to keep moving on and we're going to keep pressing on. And we did a lot of praying there in that time. And it just, it opened up. And that was, that was one time that I can really account for, um, in my life that, like I said, I've seen the tithe work in my life. The other thing that I think people have a misconception of, uh, in tithing is, um, you know, they, 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 I like, here's what I've been listening to. Again, this has been popularized in the past couple of weeks since Creflo Dollar made these comments, uh, is that other ministries come out and they, or other channels on YouTube come out and they talk about the tithe, um, and how, and they, they try to contradict it. They try to balance it out to say, Hey, we don't need to tithe. We need to tithe. We don't need to tithe. We need to tithe. But I, I see the clear concept in the gospel. Jesus either, he's, there's a couple things that you have to look at when you're reading the scriptures and understand. Is Jesus, Jesus when he came and established the kingdom for this say, he either did away with the old covenant, hmm. he fulfilled the covenant, or he, he moved it forward. Hmm. And in none of that time frame, he didn't do away with the tithe. Hmm. It's not in there. He'd never done away with the tithe. Right. He never said, hey, we're going to cut the tithe <laughs> off. I heard one guy mention the other week, he he comes out of uh, uh, Acts, and uh, I think it, I uh, can't remember quite remember what chapter he came out of, where it, Paul says we didn't have to tithe anymore. And it's that's not what Paul was saying. Right. And you can't take that out of context for, for mm. trying to justify. I'm going to challenge anybody that's out there that's a believer – to tithe, tithe to your church. Do it for six months. Do it for a year. See what God will do for you. Yeah. Put, I mean, really in Malachi, he puts us to the test. Hey, try me in this to see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing in which you won't have room enough to contain it all. So I think folks need to, to, to look at the tithe. 
here's the other part. And as I, I saw the part where Creflo Dollar came out also and said, um, he came out and said that he was under grace and he felt like he had to re- redact all of his teachings that he had done on tithing in the parts of like when folks are not able to give as much as they should give. Mm-hmm. And Jesus even indicates that. And mm-hmm. it's even indicated in all scripture when there's people there <coughs> that can't give, they, but they still give. Mm-hmm. They didn't say that they didn't give to God. Right. They still gave. Mm-hmm. That is still a process of giving. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and God God equates everything to our heart, to our obedience, and to those things. I don't think God looks down on us and says, "All right, well, your check was uh, you only made a thousand dollars this week, and you're only going to tie the hundred dollars this week." Mm-hmm. I think God looks at us and says, "Hey, what are you going to do with that money? Mm-hmm. You know, are you willing yeah. to tithe today, or are you willing to just put that back for yourself?" Yeah. The part of like when we continue to hoard this is 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 it it's the instinct for us to say, hey, I think I need everything, you know, and 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 that's not the case. God was wanting to use us in in, a, in such a way in our finances because that the money's a tool, mm-hmm. and we we got to quit looking at it like it's something that we just cleave to all the time, and we clutch in our hands, and we can't do anything with it. Money is always coming and going, coming and going. Yep. It's always moving through our lives. Mm-hmm. And once we understand the process of the tool, we can do the things that the Bible says. And in the, in the scriptures, the Bible says God gives us the ability to get wealth. Mm-hmm. That's established in the Bible. I didn't say it. I didn't, I'm not making that up. <laughs> yep. it's a, but he, he gives us that freedom to say, hey, you can get this if you want to. If mm-hmm. you're willing to put in the effort, the time, the talent, the work to do those types of things, he can work in our lives and he has us the ability. Do, do I think that God wants us to hold all of that to ourselves? No, because remember the rich young ruler, he gave him an opportunity. He gave him, or it's not the rich young ruler. Um, what's his name? I'm trying to think of his name and who it is in the Bible. But he, he talks to the rich man about, Hey, listen, you can give all that you have if, if, over to God. And, and, um, you can give all that you have over to God. And he thought that he was going to give everything away. And then God would never return any of that mm-hmm. back to him. That was just this selfishness mm-hmm. inside of him that wouldn't allow him to continue to, to, to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. I, th- I think that we have to quit looking at money uh, in s- such a complex method and look at it as the tool that God has given us. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, an, it's another tool that he's given us. Right. Yeah, that and that was that was the rich young ruler where it, you know he went and said, "Lord, I've I've done A, B, C, and D. You know, I I I have adhered to the law, and I have I, I've lived, you know, pretty much a, a sinless life." And Jesus said, "You know, go and sell all you have uh, and give to the poor, and I will repay." He didn't even he didn't leave him hanging. He didn't say, hey, "Just go sell all you have." Uh, and give it to the poor, and then come follow me. He said, go sell it, and I will repay. But it said the young man went away sorrowful. Why? Because he was more focused on his possessions. He was more focused on what? Money, mammon, uh, the, the, you know, being able to have that security of knowing that he all his needs were met. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people we look at. We, we want God— to be God of our lives. We want him to be Lord over our lives, but we want to pick and choose where he's Lord over. And you see, yeah, I want him Lord over my, my marriage. I want him Lord over my children. I want him Lord over, you know, my, my job and my life and what I do. But then when it comes to money, when it comes to tithe, when it comes to offering, uh, okay, God, I'll, I'll handle this part. You take care of everything else. I'll be God over my own money. And you see, God says, you know, I like that saying, he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. So you either give him everything in your life, be obedient in every area, or or, or just leave it alone. And, you know, another place in the Bible, uh, New Testament, is, is the disciples were asking Jesus about paying taxes. And Jesus said, render under Caesar's what is Caesar's, 
Well, what was Caesar's? That's your tax. That's the tax we pay. Then he said, render unto God what is God's. What is that? That's the tithe. And they, some people say, you know, I hear people, well, I, I pay my tithes and, and I give offerings all the time, but then in the next breath I hear them talk about how they cheated the government. Well, you can't do that. Jesus said, render, it didn't say render under Caesar what is fair, what you feel is fair. He just said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. We pay ridiculous taxes now. I mean, we double tax, triple tax, quadruple tax. You know, you, you buy a car, you pay a sales tax, and then every year you got to have it inspected, then you got to pay tax again, property tax, and then you tax on the fuel you buy every time. You put fuel in it, or if you do a repair, it's taxed. You put tires on it, they're taxed. You got to pay taxes to pay for your roads that you drive the car on. You see, taxes go crazy, but God didn't say just pick and choose. He said, render unto Caesar what is his, render unto God what is God's. He's talking about the tithe. He's not talking about anything else. He's talking about the tithe. And when we get away from the concept, I believe that my money, I, I, can, I, can, I can be comfortable in God. I can really serve God, but I got to hold on to my money. Uh, we got to get away from that. You know, it, it's, it's like you're, it's like you're in the swimming pool and you're in the shallow end and God's telling you to come on out in the deep end and you're going, well, I can't swim. And, and you, you, you easing out there, but you hold on to that safety rope. Well, what you need to do is just do like some of us, we swimmer, we just jump out in the deep end. Why? Because we trust God to sustain us. We trust God that he's going to do what his word says. So no matter what you hear about tithing, what you need to do, just like I've said, go through the scriptures I've given you. Listen, it's real simple. Everybody's got a computer or a smartphone. You can go open up Google or whatever Safari, whatever DuckDuckGo, whatever browser you want to use, and just type in scriptures on tithing. Now, don't go down through and, and find 10 different teachings on is tithing for today and this, that, and the other because you'll get 10 different variations and you'll be more confused than before you ever started tithing. But read his word, God's word, about what he says about tithing. If tithing was in the Old Testament and not for today, then why, why do, you know, my question too is why do we even have the Old Testament? If everything in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant is done away with and there's nothing in the Old Testament that, that, that works for today because everything's under grace, everything's covered by grace, then why was the Old Testament written? Why was it put in the Bible? Because we need it. There's things that they did then that we still need to do now, you know, People talk about, you know, well, tithing might have been mentioned maybe one time in the Bible, I mean, in the New Testament. Well, Jesus saying that you ought to be saved is only mentioned one time. That's all he said it. But does that change the fact that everybody needs to be saved and we need to keep preaching it? We need to keep doing it? No, it don't. So, you know, I believe that if tithing was done away with under the New Covenant— I believe Jesus would have told us. I believe he would have said, listen, in the old covenant we tithe, but now under the new covenant that I'm establishing, uh, it's just about giving an offering. It's about giving from your heart and, and what I tell you to. That's what he would have said. But he, he didn't say anything about tithing other than that it, was still, it still works. He talked about it in Hebrews, like we said. So study out the scriptures for yourself Pray, ask the Holy Spirit, you know, if you're not tithing. God, uh, I need to know, is tithing right? If that's what you want me to do, God, that's what I want to do because I want to do your will. God will show you these scriptures, and you'll know inside your heart whether you should or you shouldn't. And then when you do it, watch God bless you. 
And then you'll begin to go from tithing to then you'll go to giving. And then you'll understand the scripture that says it's better to give than it is to receive. I love receiving. I mean, anybody want to bless me with money or whatever, I love to receive. But it does not touch when I'm able to give, when I'm able to bless somebody else. And you see, how can I give if all my money is constantly going out? Because like the Bible says, it's like a bag with holes in it. I don't have any to give. But if God is and me are covenanted together as one and he's rebuked the devourer, then my money's secure. And then when I go places and God says give, I can give and bless people. And you see, when you get that point where I can't wait for God to tell me, who can I bless? Who can I bless? Can I do this? Can I do that? And watch people, you know, I, I, two or three times a week, I'll do something. And I'm not saying it's something major. I'm talking about something as simple as standing behind somebody in a convenience store and they're buying a, a drink and a pack of crackers, and I'll just put mine up here. Let me get that for them. What are you doing that for? I just wanted to bless you. God loves you. You see, money has now been turned into a witness. It's a tool, like Josh was talking about earlier. All it is is a tool to advance the kingdom. And one of the things I, I know, I think there was somebody else that said it, but my dad says it all the time. Money is like a, 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 a you know, a, a conduit, and it transfers like water or a water hose, and the water flows out from point A to point B, but even the inside of the water hose gets wet. You see, God has made that covenant with me. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Why? Because for God to get something to this person, he knew if he run it through me that I would be obedient and bless them. But in the process, I got blessed as well. You see, you can never outgive God. It don't matter how hard you try, you'll never outgive him. And he wants us blessed. He wants us prosperous. He don't want you driving, uh, and I'm not knocking a 1983 Honda Accord. If that's what you got, praise God. But he don't want you driving that forever. He wants the best for us. He wants the best for his children. Why? Because if you make a covenant with him, Everything you touch is blessed, and your finances are blessed. And how many of you know now more than ever, with the way the economy is, our finances need to be blessed. So you need that covenant with God now more than ever so that as things are happening, we're not connected. I'm not uh, held by the world's economy. I don't function based on the world's economy. I live in it, yes, but I function and I operate based on God's economy, which the world will never be able to touch. So hopefully something we've shared tonight has blessed you. Uh, I hope it, again, never feel condemned or guilted to tithe. Never feel forced to tithe. Never give begrudgingly. Always give with a cheerful heart. Be excited to bring that tithe into the storehouse. And when you drop it, knowing, man, the windows of heaven are opening up over my life, over my family's life, and I'm going to be blessed. And then on top of that, God's rebuking the devourer for my sake. So listen, tithing works. Pray about it. If you're not, start tithing to a local church. We love each and every one of you. We pray God's blessings over you, his safety over you. And until next week, God bless you. See you again soon.